This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, woman's empowerment coach and the host of the Her Self-Expression podcast. Most women struggle with their self-image and self-confidence. Her Self-Expression provides knowledge, support, and insight to help women on their life journey to self-empowerment on the inside and out so they can confidently take on the world of opportunities. Today, I have these questions for you to consider. Have you ever experienced the good old boys club or a viciously competitive group of professional women? Do you want to step out of those situations to own your own power? Well, my guest today is Leslie Michaels, who is going to talk with me about how to thrive when men have long had the secret handshake and the old boys club. Conversely, she'll discuss how women victimize and alienate other women within the professional environment and how we can grow past this. She's witnessed groups of women who have set down the weight of patriarchal training to become truly aligned. These relationships stand as powerful support mechanisms for women to discover their best selves, strengthen their skills, hone their talents, and claim a posture of enhanced self-confidence. That sounds so wonderful. Leslie was born to feminism. Her foundational ethos was shaped by her audacious paternal grandmother, who was a first-wave feminist and savvy businesswoman. She came of age just as the second wave of feminism was becoming a significant American social movement. At 16, she struck out on her own for New York City, and the heart of the cultural transformation was the zeitgeist of the late 1960s and early 1970s. She was later one of the first women to break through the glass ceiling in the old boy industry of oil and gas. Shortly after leaving the corporate world, she was infected by a latent entrepreneurial spirit that catches many of us. Over the following years, Leslie developed and sold several small businesses. In each case, her staff was a multicultural representation of women. During the same period, she became a leader in the coaching industry. Leslie has mentored Fortune 500 C-suite executives, individuals with the financially privileged sector, and celebrity. Her body of unique life experiences has provided her with a firsthand understanding of the daily struggles faced by women of every race, cultural, and sexual orientation. On the Shoulders of Mighty Women is her book, A Tribute to the Power and Grace of Those Who Came Before and the Ones Who Will Follow, The Warriors and the Fallen. The book is one more way Leslie chooses to amplify the voice, energy, experience-based understandings, and compassion of women fighting for equality, diversity, equity, and inclusion. I love it. 
Leslie facilitates virtual programs on topics ranging from be a giraffe in the field of zebras to developing women's strategic alliance. Leslie also hosts the weekly podcast, Women We Should Know, will be delivering her TED Talk early winter of 2023, Lift One With You As You Rise. If you want to feel empowered, thrive as a woman, and are excited about the feminine journey, listen to our conversation. Hi, Leslie. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to have you here. Oh, thank you, Beverly. I am truly honored and delighted to be invited. Well, you are very welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about your own journey to empowerment? Well, it was an interesting roller coaster. I was I influenced immediately by my suffragette grandmother, who you mentioned in the bio. This was obviously an audacious woman, and she was the kind of woman that the most prominent bank president or bank owner at that time was her friend. The governmental people from mayors to governors were at her cocktail parties. Every woman around was coming to her for advice. Men were coming to her for business counsel. And so it was a bit intimidating. It could on the surface look like, oh, you had the red carpet rolled out for you. But it was a little intimidating to have such a mighty presence. Yes. So I had to go ahead and find my own way. And I was quite fortunate to be on the younger end of the boomer generation, be a little hippie kid because that meant I was a little bit fearless myself. So when <laughs> the second wave of feminism broke out in New York or and D.C. and around the world, but the hubs were in New York and D.C., I did what hippie kids do. I stuck out my thumb and hitchhiked to New York. And that was the beginning of me figuring out what my voice was and what I cared about. And I saw things there that inspired me. And I saw things among women that appalled me. And that set me on the path that continued right up to today, where we are now. Wow. Using the word appalled is, wow, that's, that's very strong. Mm -hmm. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your personal compassion for a woman's fight for equality and diversity and equity and inclusion? Women have been impacted from the time they're born for all ages. Let's put it in a very simple example. Two girls on the schoolyard in the elementary school get in a fight. They're told they're bad girls. They're not told it is bad behavior. They're bad girls. Now, all the girls around them are going to distance from them, and they're going to start picking on them. Two little boys on the playground get in a fight, and boys will be boys. They're learning how to be men. They have to be able to protect themselves. So from the time women set their feet on the ground, or females, we aren't women back then, from that time forward, we are taught that we are small and that we are given limited space. I am absolutely committed to working with women and helping them to understand and inspiring them to take chances and to move forward in ways they haven't. Because as we do this, as many, many of us do this and increasing numbers of us do this, women are going to cease to feel so alone. 
women are going to cease to feel so outside of the mainstream, whether it's in work or in certain social situations or what have you. They're going to find a security base, much like the men have with their secret handshake and their old boys network. Yeah. I've experienced um, way, way back at the beginning of my corporate career, I've experienced professional women competing and alienating and being nasty to other women. When you mentioned appalling, what's your personal experience? With being kicked through the fences? Yeah. <laughs> I refer to I refer to my period late 1979 through mid-1986 in corporate oil. Now I give those years because it gives a point of reference because there weren't a lot of us out there doing right. what I was doing at that time. And most people, when I, they find out I was in that arena, in that era, ask, oh, how bad was it with the men? Oh, no. Oh, no, not at all. They dismissed me. I was like a fruit net. Well, if they dismissed me, they were also getting out of my way. I was able to do right. what I needed to do, learn what I needed to do, learn and excel. And many of them uh, finally offered begrudging admiration for what I had accomplished. Right. But the women, the women were nasty. They were mean. They were vicious. They were actively and intentionally undermining, whether it was the message that was not put on my desk that was said to have been put on my desk, whether it was right. the diminishing words that were said right before I would go into a big presentation. There was this continual attempt to make me feel as small as I was capable of feeling. And I will tell you, Beverly, there were days I felt pretty small, but I never stopped getting back up. And that's what counted. And ultimately I said, mm, this is not for me. And I laughed and fell into entrepreneurialism. What ga what gave you the gumption to keep getting up and fighting the battle? I've wondered about that over the years, and the only answer I have is that I didn't see an option. Gotcha. Not getting up just didn't feel like an option, and so I got back up. Probably a little bit of my grandmother's genes and influence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you think with with all this competition, how do we get past mm -hmm. kind of the woman versus woman mentality and what can we do as women to turn to each other to provide support rather than attacking each other? Okay. It's an excellent question. And I'll start with saying that what I find is there are different three primary ways in which women respond to business and to other women. There are those women, I just spoke with one yesterday for about two minutes, that's all it took, who get on Zoom and say, I just want you to know right from the onset, I don't like women. I don't like working with women. I don't want to work with women. I think men are superior. And of course, my response is, good for you. Carry on. Wow, that says a lot about how she thinks about herself, too. It says everything about what she thinks about herself. Then we have women who 
they've either been afraid to reach out and connect with other women, or they are the women who have been actively kicked through the fences. And so they're afraid of a repeat. And so they have put a little shell around themselves. I have found that this is the majority of the women I encounter. And then there's a small group of women like you who are out there helping women to connect. My approach is to just disregard the first group. If they don't want anything to do with women, that's fine. Go over there and do your own thing. My focus is being in alignment with the women such as yourself who are already out there helping women to find that internal value and also working with and addressing the very large majority in the center who would be open to a strategic alliance, who would be open to a support network, but haven't found one where they feel valued or haven't dared to engage in one because they were kicked through the fences at another time and they're afraid. But as we can speak to that majority of women one at a time or three or five or 10 at a time and empower them to understand that we are each other's power, well, we can completely shift the paradigm around equity, equality, inclusion. Yes. Completely shift the paradigm of how women are being treated. Do you think men want us to shift that paradigm? Some do, some don't. Okay. I am encountering an increasing number of men who would love to see women be their strongest selves, who are advocating for women That's good to know. across the board, be it politically, professionally, sociologically. There are always going to be those very strong, patriarchally-minded, misogynistic men. We could say the same about women. There are always going to be those patriarchally men. So to me, the point is not wasting energy focusing on them because then we beat ourselves before we ever get in the game. We look at this and we say, oh, there's this oppression for men. There's this oppression for women. I can't know. No, there's this big group of women, and let me align with the ones of those that I inherently connect with. And then as we build more and more groups, and those groups interact with each other, that's where true, lasting, sustainable change can come about, and come about much more quickly than what is predicted based on the patterns that we are using now. So I think from what you've said that a lot of the root of why women may not reach out to other women is because of how they feel about themselves. So how does a woman discover her best self? First of all, by taking responsibility for the fact that all of these negative ideas that you have are not someone else's fault. They may have been, the seeds may have been planted by someone else, but you watered and fertilized the garden. So now let's move beyond that and look at what is true. What have you, what you accomplished last year? How much did you accomplish last week? I like to invite women when I first start working with them to start to keep a log, a daily log of everything they do. I don't care how small it is. And, and I know they're not going to write everything down, but I encourage them to anyway. Every single thing they do, 
And then they had a one to five. Did you complete this well? Did you feel that you succeeded here? I get them to create something they can look at and say, now, wait a minute. I'm doing pretty darn good here. We start there. And then we can expand from that point. Excellent. Excellent. Well, everyone, stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment when Leslie will share her three actionable tips to discovering yourself and becoming more successful. We'll be right back. Hi, beautiful. Beverly Price here. If you want personalized guidance on your journey to confidence and empowerment from someone who's been there and don't want to go it alone, then my signature coaching may be just right for you. With a confidential approach and one-on-one personal support that has helped hundreds of women, we'll work together to move you forward, whether you are looking to deal with a major life change or an overall life overhaul. Schedule a free discovery call with me today at HerSelfExpression.com to learn more and say yes to the ride of your lifetime. Now let's get back to the show. Well, we're back. Leslie, what three actionable steps would you give to our audience to discover themselves and be more successful? Number one, put yourself in the equation and put yourself at the top of the list in the equation. For most women, it's family, work, elders. The list goes on and on. And somewhere down there, you'll find yourself on the list. No. We're going to completely revise the list. You put yourself at the top. Now, really easy way to do this, and it can be fun. Create a chart for yourself. Write down three things that you are repeatedly saying you're going to do for yourself and you just never get around to it. Three things. Then write down two things that are more significant, that you've really wanted to get to, but it's going to be a little bit more time, a little bit more money, write those two down. We all have big dreams. Most of them sit in the top of the closet and collect dust. Which one would you truly most like to fulfill? Which is the one that in the last moment of your life, you're going to say, I am so glad I did that. Yeah. Okay, you have your chart. Now, on the first... One, these are things that you're wanting to regularly employ. Every time you do this for yourself, put a little date. That's all you have to do is just put a little date. If you have a whiteboard that you can hang this in your closet, that's a great place to put it because you'll see it when you're getting dressed every day and when you're changing out of work clothes. Good idea. Yeah. The second two, now these employ more time. These, this employs more money. You put a start date beside each one. And every time you look at that, when you hear yourself saying, but I can move. No, no, you can't move it back. That's the start date. You're going to not hold yourself accountable. That's all right. But you're going to value yourself enough to give yourself permission to start on those dates. So you got started. Put little stars every time, whether it's, let's say you decide to take a class. You wrote a paper, actually got commended on this paper. So you're going to put some kind of little mark with a little tiny date to remind yourself of that success. And you're just going to keep going. Now, you haven't forgotten about the top ones. Just because you're focusing on the second row doesn't mean you're forgetting the top row. Now, the third row, that big dream. Set a timeline. 
it doesn't matter if it's next week or if it's far more realistically, if it's a big dream, two or three years out. doesn't matter. Every time you look at your chart and have all of this on the same chart and you see that date, pause and notice it. That's the one that it's very easy to start glazing past and not paying any attention to. Right. Just look at that date. It doesn't mean you have to do anything except know that that is true. Know you have given yourself permission to give yourself that. And over time, what you will see occurring, and this is a, a brain science truth, is suddenly you pick up some brochures. They sit on your desk for a month. But then you're going through them and you find yourself taking these micro steps. And here you are, three years later, in Tuscany. Wow. Or wherever it is you wanted to go or doing whatever it is you wanted to do. That's a really great beginning chart that I've found works for every woman from every walk of life and in every circumstance. Gotcha. And I think you talked to me a little bit about mind breaks. Absolutely. Those are essential. I won't get into all the brain science of this, but it truly is essential that we give our brain a break three times a day and set your timer to remind you three times a day, stand up, walk away from your desk, go outside if it's appealing weather, not like my rainy day today, but walk outside. <laughs> if all you do is walk around your office building three or four times and breathe and do not think about what's on your desk. This is why I invite people to go outside or to take in a different visual environment. The point is to give the brain a break. You're not pacing around right. saying, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You're smelling the air. You're looking at the fall leaves. You are whatever is in your environment. And when you sit down, exhale three times. Just let it all go and then start fresh. Gotcha. Don't approach it from, okay, let me see if I can finish this. No, you're starting fresh even when it's with the same project. You will oh, okay. find yourself being hugely more productive and far less exhausted and stressed as you develop this tradition and this habit. Wow. That sounds, it sounds easy, but I know implementing it is difficult and sticking with it is even harder, I think. It is. And that's why I say set your alarm. Now, there are times I do it. I've been teaching this for over a decade, and I still set my alarm because I can work right through it. If I'm in the middle of a sentence and I want to finish that sentence when my alarm goes off, I hit snooze. But I only give myself permission to hit snooze once. One time. Not to be regimented with myself, but to value and respect myself that much. So that's the reason that we are doing these things. The last thing that I encourage everyone to do for expanding their self-awareness, for discovering their best self, for nurturing themselves is at least one time a week, reach out to someone new. Email? Oh, yes. What have you. As you do this, 
There will be those you have one conversation with, and that's it for the rest of your life. There will be those who become friendly colleagues who share information. But you're going to encounter those individuals who you truly connect with, and you get to become part of each other's support system. We do not actively build out our support system, probably after college. That's probably about the last time we really focus on building out our support system. It is absolutely essential, especially for women, Mm -hmm. because to be able to have that support system where we can speak truths that are uncomfortable, where we can get our dirty little secrets out of the closet and then have somebody else at the table, some other woman say, oh, me too. Oh, me too. Everything you get out of your way brings you more deeply into yourself. And that's where our authenticity is. That's where our greatest strength and our greatest power is. Oh, so that's going to be, that's going to be probably the greatest contributor to our self-empowerment. They actually work together. If we are not giving ourselves permission to acknowledge those wins on our chart that's in the closet, we're not going to be comfortable when we're sharing with our expanded network. You see, each one of these feeds on each other. And if we don't take those brain breaks, we're not going to give ourselves permission to know we have the time, that we have the energy. I actually stack these this way because each one supports the one before it and the one after it. And so they become just one body of fluid movement after a period of time, a period of consistency. Yeah, habits are are good things to have. I would think, too, what's important in that is giving ourselves permission to make mistakes, not just recognizing our dreams and our successes. You are... So, so right. I am so glad you brought that forward. It's absolutely true. Women are brutal with themselves. Yes. Permission to... There's an old... I forget who it is. Some wise person, wiser than me, who once said, anyone who's not making a mistake isn't doing anything. Yes. It's really easy for me to forget that. (laughs) Yeah. So we have to all remember. And to see ourselves as... I think the... One thing that I struggle with in my life was to separate the difference between I had a failure versus I am a failure. Exactly. And that goes right back to the playground, mm-hmm. the girls fight. You are bad girls. Boys will be boys. Yep. That is actually imprinted into our neurology at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Leslie, I have one question that I like to ask all my guests to wrap things up, and that is, what does self-expression mean to you? Oh, that's an excellent question. Hmm. I would say it means being honest with myself. And the more honest with myself that I am, the more honest I can be with another individual or with the world. And the more honest with myself I am, the more I'm going to realize that I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. And that's important for all of us to realize, I think. But I I believe that would be it, that ability to be really present and candid with myself so that that becomes the the foundation from which everything else blossoms. Beautiful. Leslie, how can our listeners find you? 
Well, they can come to my website, okay, lesliemichaels.com. Now, because I have a British mom, I'm going to make a point of sharing with your listeners that it's L-E-S-L-E-Y. Gotcha. It's not the American spelling, lesliemichaels.com. And if they go to my website, they will find everything. They will find my speaking itinerary, my virtual classes, my coaching, my podcasts. I have it all right there so that it's easy to just go to one spot. Awesome. And I encourage you all to do that. Leslie, thank you so much for being my guest today. This has been just a fantastic experience. Thank you, Beverly. It has been. Yeah. This has been delightful. Thank you. To get to where Leslie describes, we need strength, courage, and a desire to help one another. I believe that we need both outside and inside strength to come together to make our empowerment journey complete. Thank you for being with Leslie and myself on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I hope you can see the direct connection between supporting each other and empowerment. I love connecting you with incredible women that can provide actionable steps for you to take on your journey. You can find our podcast through links at Apple, Spotify, and more. Please download and share it with your friends so we can help other women. I want to carry this message of empowerment to 100,000 women wherever they are. So please help by spreading the word. Remember, the more you express yourself, the better you feel. Self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment, both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to go it alone. No matter where you are on your journey, I'm here to help. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.